0: i Shalom, and welcome to Torah to the People, a podcast from Temple Israel in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm Rabbi Micah Greenstein. We hope you enjoy the selection of our sermons, classes, and conversations with inspiring people from across the Bluff City and around the world. That wasn't, that wasn't just gorgeous music. That was the setting of... Uh... Alana Arian, the Reformed Jewish Composers, Psalm 19, which means, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer, and let us all say, amen. Friends, can you recall when you heard an orchestra playing a piece of music beyond tonight's Temple Band, as you were listening, were you mindful that the musicians were not playing the same thing? What makes orchestra and band music interesting, is that each instrument, each musician, is playing something different. And yet, it all combines, as we just heard, into one magnificent sound. A rabbinic teacher of mine once suggested, perhaps that is what God hears when we practice our Judaism in different life-affirming and ennobling ways. To us, it sounds and looks different, but God hears the harmonies and the melodies, even the dissonance and enjoys the music and how we elevate the spirit and create a purposeful community grounded in Jewish values. There have always been different ways to celebrate being Jewish and different ways for Jewish people to experience God. For each child of God, And every Jew possesses unique gifts, endowments, including a handful of folks among the thousands who call this place their spiritual home. A handful of folks whose willingness to lead is the ongoing thread in the life of this extraordinary synagogue. I'm speaking of the Temple Israel trustees, who represent different backgrounds, different ages, and whose combined wisdom, like an orchestra, creates the architecture, the resilience, and yes, the big word, hope, for this religious, educational, and spiritual center named Temple. No matter what the challenges have been Since 1854, challenges like slavery, world wars, multiple pandemics. In my view, it's the high-minded lay leaders who have been the heroes and the sheroes, guarantors of the synagogue gem in the Jewish world, like the eternal light above the ark, a religious light offering hope no matter what's happening outside the walls of this synagogue. The word hope, tikva, comes from the word kav, a thread. Hope is a thread, however elusive, that links us to a possible future. It demands that we take hold of the thread. Otherwise, it's just a loose thread. So as we prepare for this sacred moment, with the trustees whose hearts and minds, dedication and commitment are literally tom Torah, holding up the Torah values we embody as one temple. I would like to ask all the trustees present, past, present, future, to please rise where you are and please read with me the leadership prayer distributed to you. If you'll please rise wherever you are in the Danziger Chapel and as one, if you'll please say with me, May we serve our congregation as Temple Israel trustees with vision and an empathetic ear, with humility and strength, with passion and compassion. May our sacred service result in the continued vibrancy and vitality of Temple Israel and the Jewish people. We pledge to work hard in a humane manner as a team, balanced, positive, and kind. We serve this unique synagogue grounded in Jewish values, placing the temple's high-minded goals above any individual interests to meet our congregants' needs. Tonight, we reaffirm and take upon ourselves this covenant of leadership, that we may become worthy heirs of those who came before us, discerning and patient leaders, always searching for the ones who will succeed us as we affirm our link in the chain of our synagogue's leadership since 1854. If you remain standing in a moment, I will ask you to come forward as we prepare to hand the symbol of the totality of Judaism, the gift of Torah from heart to heart. And I just wanna prepare you for this moment and everyone in the Danziger Chapel that of our seven Torahs, five in the sanctuary, two you're facing, we are going to soon pass our precious Czech Torah rescued after the Holocaust from a village where as far as we know, everyone perished, men, women, children, but where the hope was that someone somewhere would bring Judaism to life and extend the life of the Jewish people, just as we do here through sorrows and joys thanks to you. I'm gonna have a very brief story to share in concluding my sermon tonight. But first, I ask temple trustees to please come forward now and if you'll form a line in the front facing the congregation and hopefully this... this microphone is working. If you will please form a line shoulder to shoulder and as I take this special Torah from the Ark for the story. If everyone would please rise as the Ark is opened. Here is the true story. I'm so glad there are several high school and other youth here tonight. It's related thematically to this Torah. The story is about the late Hugo Grin He was a reform rabbi who spent most of his career. I'll stand in front of you so you don't have to strain your neck. Hugo Grin, a reform rabbi who spent most of his career in London, but he was in Auschwitz as a teenager, along with his dad. And in Hugo's memoir, he recounts the following story I am abbreviating. The Jewish prisoners in our barracks, block four, decided that we would celebrate Hanukkah by lighting a menorah every night. Bits of wood and metal were collected and shaped into light holders, and everyone agreed to save the week's meager ration of margarine that would be used for fuel. It was my job to take apart an abandoned prison cap and fashion wick's from its thread. On the first night of Hanukkah, most of block four gathered around the menorah, including some Roman Catholic Poles, several Protestant Norwegians, and a German count who was implicated in an attempt on Hitler's life. Two portions of margarine were melted down, my wicks in place. We chanted the blessing, and as I tried to light the wick, there was only a bit of sputtering and no flame. What the scientists in our midst had failed to point out was that margarine does not burn. As we dispersed and made our way to the bunk beds, I turned not so much to my father, but on him, upset at the fiasco and bemoaning this precious waste of calories. We were starving to death. Patiently, my father taught me one of the most lasting lessons of my life, and I believe that he made my survival possible. He said to me, don't be angry. You know that this festival and Judaism celebrate the victory of the spirit over tyranny and might. You and I, my son, have had to go once for over a week without proper food, and another time almost three days without water. But my dear child, you cannot live for three minutes without hope. You cannot live for three minutes without hope. No matter what the challenges or darkness facing our city, nation, and world, temple remains a light of hope. And it all begins with just a few dozen of you to whom temple is entrusted, you temple trustees, from age to age, year to year, Lador Vador from generation to generation, as this Torah where the hope was that somewhere, someone, some way, would keep not only Judaism alive, but make it thrive. And so as Emily. And Alex, lead us in L'Dor V'Ador from generation to generation. We hand this Torah to you, heart to heart, with love. L'Dor V'Ador nagid L'Dor Le V'Ador chain, from generation to generation, the door by door, these lips will praise your name, the door by door, the door by door, we protect this chain generation to generation. Door by door, these lips will praise your name. Door by door, these lips will praise